You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Welcome to Hawk Talk, the recap edition. The Seahawks go down to Arizona and defeat the Cardinals in the season finale, 38-230. And like we always do, let's bring in NASA Chobie and figure out what happened. See what had happened at first was. What happened was. What had happened was. On Hawk Talk. Well, might have been a little too little too late for the Seattle Seahawks in 2021 season. They did, however, end on a high note, beating the Cardinals 38 to 30. And honestly, Bump, I don't know how I feel. I'm kind of I'm in this weird back and forth. And we we struggled with this a little bit on the postgame show last night because I'm juiced about what we saw yesterday. We know this is a football team that has good players on it, that has good coaches, that has potential to do some really good things. It's just really disappointing that they weren't able to figure some of that stuff out earlier in the season. Uh, it took till the end of the year to really get things rolling. That is what it is. Everyone gets paid in this league, so the Seahawks are not going to the playoffs, but it was nice to end on a high note yesterday. Number one, it was great that we spoiled the Cardinals' opportunity of winning a division title because they were playing for something yesterday, which makes the win that much more impressive for the Seahawks because if they had won, they would have won the NFC West and hosted a playoff game that's not the case since they lost. They will be on the road for Wild Card Weekend, probably sitting with the Seahawks in a week here in Cancun, sipping some other stuff <laughs> because their season's about to come to an end as well. But uh, game couldn't have started any worse, but for second play from scrimmage, Russell Wilson gets strip sacked by, of course, who else? Chandler Jones, picked up by Zach Allen, run back for a 16-yard touchdown. And it's 7-0, and you're thinking... These guys can pack it in right now. This could get ugly. They could get boat raced. The Seahawks were down several players. It could have been easy for them to quit. They did not do that. Um, they bounced immediately back with a five-play, 75-yard drive, ending with a 43-yard touchdown to Tyler Lockett. Both teams traded punts. The Cardinals then responded with a 19-play, 66-yard drive. That's actually the second time the Seahawks have allowed a 19-play drive this season. Uh, the Seahawks were, held them to three points on that drive. And then the Seahawks would score 10 unanswered points, including another touchdown to Tyler Lockett. And they went into the halftime up 17-10. Bump, what happened in the second half? Man, second half, Cardinals, they come out, they look good. They're on fire. They go six plays, 77 yards. James Conner gets into the end zone on a 20-yard touchdown. And Russell Wilson threw an interception. He was trying to hit Travis Homer. I believe the ball just got away from him. Um, he was picked off. That set up another touchdown from James Conner. Uh, but from that point, it was all Seahawks. The Hawks tied the game after a five-play, 72-yard drive. Anyway, a 25-yard touchdown to wide open Freddie Swain. That's all he does is get open. The Cardinals then <clears throat> will screw up a punt. Andy Lee. What? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. This was the scariest play I've ever seen in football. There was some pressure to the left side, I believe. He's so scared he drops the football. Travis Homer circles back around, tackles the man, puts him in the fetal position, and Cody Thompson picks up, sets up a score. <laughs> the funny part about that, too, it looks so sad because, like, the ball, I don't think Homer was going to block the punt. 
He would have, he had if no he chance. Step to the right, that ball gets off and it's fine, but he drops the ball, picks it up, it gets tackled from behind, like you said, crumbles in the fetal position, gives up the football, <laughs> set up the Seahawks, great field position. And then Russell Wilson showing them young legs, runs over Buddha Baker on third and goal for the touchdown. It was great to see Russell competing. And what I love about his energy. Yeah. His energy yesterday, you could tell that was that is the Russell Wilson we're used to seeing. That is the energy and the tenacity and the fight that we were used to seeing out of the Seahawks team, Seahawks offense, defense, all the things. So that was great to see. And then, boy, Rashad Penny, we're talking about him, obviously, in playmakers, but he would ice the game with a 62-yard touchdown, putting the Seahawks up two scores. Jordan Brooks eventually would recover an onside kick to seal the deal. Love that Jordan Brooks on ham scene. That just shows you the dynamic player he is because if you're trusted to be in that situation over even guys like DK Metcalf, you're the man there. So a great victory for the Seahawks. Um, all things were working together on Sunday. All right, let's take a look at these playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Show them what time it is. Holy catfish! All right, got to start with Russell Wilson. He was 15 of 26, 238 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Also had four carries for five yards and one touchdown. Like you mentioned, Dip that shoulder on Buda Baker. Buda will come up and hit you, too. So if you don't get low, you're going to feel that he did exactly that. Well, yesterday's win, Russell Wilson broke a tie with Peyton Manning as the winningest quarterback in the players' first 10 seasons, including postseason, with 113 victories. He also joined Peyton Manning as the only player in NFL history to post at least 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns in each of their first 10 seasons. Wilson passed Dan Marino for the second most touchdowns in a player's first 10 seasons with 291. Those 291 are tied with Warren Moon for 15th most all time. Dude's going to crack the top 10 in almost every category when it comes to the quarterback. What I like most is this, like you mentioned, this looked like the Russell Wilson we're used to seeing. His energy, his focus, his playmaking ability. He extended plays. He kept his eyes down the field. I mean, he did yesterday what Kyler Murray has been known to do, extending plays. I haven't seen Russell hold on to the football and get outside the pocket like he did yesterday in a very long time. He looked healthy. He looked ready to go. He looked like he wants to be a Seahawk, so I'm just going to assume he's going to be a Seahawk. You're damn right, Bump. He's exactly right. He's under contract, and he looks like he will stay in <laughs> Seattle. That is our prediction here. Um, another guy that was a huge day and said a huge second half of the season, Rashad Penny, man, 23 carries, 190 yards, one touchdown, those 190 yards were a career high in rushing yards for Rashad Penny. It seems like every week over the past month, we've been talking about a new career high, a new career high. It was no different on Sunday. The last five games are unbelievable. 92 carries, 671 yards, and six touchdowns. It's an average of 134 yards per game. Before that stretch, Penny only had played in four games where he had 17 carries for 43 yards and zero touchdowns. I mean, at that point, Right after that Arizona game the first time, you know, there's a lot of questions. Is he going to go on IR? Is that it? And we assume maybe we'll never see your side Penny run, run the football again. Obviously not the case because he's been on fire the last month of the season. Whatever Adrian Peterson has done in that running back room to kind of help him see the light, whether it's whatever clicked inside Rashad's head, it's just great to see because we know the type of guy he is. And he is just balling out, finished the year averaging 6.3 yards per carry. And I think it's pretty clear that we're going to see Rashad Penny in a Seahawks uniform the way he was playing there. But it's going to be interesting, man. There's going to be a lot of decisions, obviously, in this offseason that have to get made, tough ones. But Rashad Penny is playing like he wants to be in Seattle for a long time. 
20, getting it done. Another guy who gets it done every week. Tyler Lockett at five receptions for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Lockett becomes the seventh player in franchise history to record a thousand receiving yard season. His third in a row tied with Steve Largent. Tyler Lockett, two touchdowns. Light work for this man. Had five games this year, over 100 yards, almost went over 100 yesterday. Um, just someone you can depend on, a guy that isn't going to be a part of the decision-making. You know 16 is going to be in a Seahawks uniform next year. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, I think the Seahawks did a great job. Every time they've extended him, some people thought a couple years ago that was too much money. Nah, man, Tyler Lockett is worth every single penny. Love to see him in a Seahawks uniform. Another playmaker, the rookie or second-year player, Jordan Brooks, getting after it. 20 tackles, 14 of those were solo. He tied Bobby Wagner's single-game club record with 20 tackles in a game. Bobby set that record earlier this year against Tennessee. Jordan Brooks obviously tying in on Sunday, and he also finished the year with 183 tackles, which sets the franchise record, passing Bobby Wagner again, something that a record that he set last year. And it's one of those crazy things where to have two – linebackers that are playing at the same time being that conversation is wild. And we know if Bobby would have played the last two games, he would have broke his own record too. So, I mean, those dudes are balling out. Brooks also had two, t- two TFLs and, you know, he's just, he's playing really good football. And I think we've seen this year, this is kind of his coming out party introduction to the league that I'm here and I can play some ball. So I'd love to see what Jordan Brooks is doing. And I think he's got a bright future in Seattle. Odie Barton got some burn. Bobby Wagner was out. He steps up, does a good job, man. 12 tackles, seven solo. And um, it obviously it looks different because you're, it's not Bobby Wagner. It's Cody Barton out there, but he's filling the gaps. He's playing hard. He's playing with intensity. It was, it was fun watching that second level look so youthful. I obviously we want Bobby in there whenever we can get it, but to get a glimpse to what the future could be was fun to watch, man. Um, and Cody being the Mike linebacker, man, he's got to make the calls, get everybody lined up. Like, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that position. Cody did a good job, man. It was fun watching him play. Yeah, it was great to see him play. He got two essentially full games to start and, and show this front office and this team what he's about and what he can contribute to the team on defense. So happy for Cody Barton getting, getting to play the last two weeks. Another guy, Carlos Dunlap, three tackles, two sacks, two TFLs, three quarterback hits, one pass defended. Man, Carlos had a monster, just like Rashad Penny. Monster second half. Finished the year with eight and a half sacks for the team lead. And the crazy thing about that bump, he had a half a sack through 11 games this year. And then out of nowhere, it was that San Francisco game where he only played like 10 snaps or seven snaps, but he got the safety and then got a sack. And yeah, since that moment, he had eight sacks in the final six games of the season, which is unreal. Now has 96 sacks in his career and sacked 55 different quarterbacks. He's an interesting one, too. I would love to see Carlos Dunlap back. I think he showed at the end of the year that he still got some juice in the tank. And I, I also love that maybe it worked. It's a, it's a give and take. Maybe the load management for him throughout the year was able to have him finish strong. So love to see the production out of Carlos Dunlap. For him to get eight sacks in six games is crazy. Man, we haven't said this name all year, but Puna Ford was a playmaker last night along with Daryl Taylor. Puna had one of his best games of the season. Four tackles, one and a half sacks, and one tackle for loss. Two quarterback hits. Man, I can't believe they gave him one and a half sacks, man. Give that boy two sacks, please. Let him get his love. Puna plays such an unglorified position. It's crazy. I mean, when you're an interior defensive lineman, unless your name is Aaron Donald, you're not going to get a lot of love, man. Puna Ford taking on double teams. Love what I saw to him. 
Yeah, man, and Daryl Taylor, another dude that's been playing some good football. He was active all game long. He doesn't have the crazy stat sheet. He's not going to jump out the box score yesterday. Ended with three tackles, half a sack, one pass defended, one QB hit. But he's just active. He's active, and you can just tell by his get-off and, and how he impacts plays. He's getting better each and every week. He's now learned through, you know, halfway through the season that when you're a good pass rusher, you're going to get all those chips, you know, all those tight ends helping out. So he, he's had to kind of battle through that. But I love what we've seen from him and essentially his rookie season. So exactly. shout out to DT. I think the future is incredibly bright for some of those young Seahawks defenders. All right. Why we see for round up? This is what we got. Tyler Lockett at five catches for 98 on five targets and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, five catches, 58 yards on 11 targets. Freddie Swain, one touchdown, 25 yards, one catch. Travis Homer, one catch for 23. Gerald Everett, one for 20. Could have had a touchdown, but one got away from Colby Parkinson. Also could have got his hands on a touchdown, but he had two for 14. Now we are going into the coach's corner. We're going to break down the biggest play of the day. Rashad Penny on a 62-yard touchdown run. Us takes the snap, hands to Penny. He gets a backside cut. He goes across midfield, down to the 40. He's going to outrun him. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Rashad Penny was going so fast. He was crossing yard lines that I didn't even see. 62 yards, ran away from the defense. Rashad Penny, what a day. And the Seahawks have found their running back of the future. He's been here all along. Not too much to see here, Nass. Good old zone left. You got to press that B gap going to the left side. Give it a chance. Get the defense to flow to your left side. Put your left foot in the ground. Run off your tackles rear end. Get north south. Make a couple guys miss. We're becoming accustomed and spoiled when they, uh, getting these type of runs out of Rashad Penny. Um, it's just beautiful, man. The last few weeks, this guy has shown that he can play. This offensive line has shown, too. Look, we're not as bad as people think. When we are healthy, when we're cohesive, we're working as a unit, great things could happen. This was uh, nice to see out of Penny. Yeah, he just has that burst. We talked about this a lot on the postgame show, how he gets to his top speed right now. He doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but that boy is moving, and he's a big dude, around 230 pounds, and the fact that he can run by guys like that. And uh, for the Cardinals defensively, you just got to squeeze the edge. I know it's easier said than done as an edge defender to try to squeeze it down to get to Rashad Penny. And what I love about this is – you know, Buddha Baker coming down from the safety position just gets absolutely outran. Buddha thinks he's got the angle on Rashad Penny, and Rashad Penny just shows him those wheels and says, bye, Felicia, and gets it going. So love <laughs> to see Rashad Penny. He is just – it's unreal. I'm pretty sure – I don't know the exact number in front of me that he leads the league in 20-yard rushes this season. He's already second behind uh, Jamar Taylor, who has like three times the amount of carries that Penny yeah. has this year. His explosiveness – has been off the charts. And the thing about it that I love about it too is he proved it against a good team. Because if you were, if there are still any penny haters or detractors or whatever you want to call it that said, oh, he only did it against Houston, did it against Chicago, did it against Detroit. Now he did it against a good team that's going to the playoffs. So Rashad Penny is there. Obviously, he's battled injuries his whole career. That's the big question mark with him. Can he stay healthy? But right now, he, he, he showed, most importantly, I think, to himself that not only can he finish games, he can get 25 carries and come out of it okay. And I think his confidence is on another level, and I think he, he, he can do some really big things in uh, 2022. Let's go, Rashad. Prove the doubt is wrong. He looks like a first-round pick for sure. All right, the greatest formation known to man, 
victory formation. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Let's go victory formation to end the season. The Hawks finally showed the team that we've been looking for all season. They were physical. They were explosive. Rashad Penny showed all the haters. Look, it took me three or four years, but it's all good. I'm here now. I'm ready to go. And then Russell also had a great game minus the interception. He showed, look, man, I still have some youth in my legs. I had a little burst, get a touchdown. I can still make big plays happen, escaping sacks. It just looked like the games that I've covered for Four and a half, five years now. Got back to what the Hawks are used to doing. Yeah, you love to see it exactly. You're right. Explosive offense, an offense that'll be able, that's able to run the football and make big plays down the field. Russell Wilson is one of the best deep ball throwers in the National Football League, and that shows up each and every time. Throwing to guys like Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, both those guys had unbelievable seasons this year. Had a great games yesterday. Love to see that when this offense is finally functioning. I think it took a little bit of time, but maybe now, unfortunately, it's the end of the year, but. Shane Waldron's offense has finally got there. There's been the same guys for the most part out there each and every week in terms of the skill positions, which has helped kind of the cohesiveness. And then on the other side of the ball, CX only really gave up 15 points on defense. I mean, Arizona had a fumble return for a touchdown, and they started another drive on the one-yard line. So love to see what we saw from Seahawks defense holding, again, a good Cardinals offense down, played really well. I think it was the fountain of youth, which is what I really loved about the game yesterday. Jordan Brooks leading tackles, setting records, showing why he was a first-round pick. And I think it's really funny, Bump. We'll wait till next year, but there's going to be a lot of different conversations moving forward. All of a sudden, you know, the Seahawks, who aren't good at drafting at all, and they screw everything up. Uh, those two first-round picks are starting to look pretty good. So I feel like some people are going to cool. be silent next year. Yeah, man, it's a it's a marathon. You know, some guys some guys don't just hit the ground running. You got to develop a little bit. So the future is looking bright. Daryl Taylor balled out this year. You got Carlos Dunlap who showed, look, I still got some juice. <laughs> get me out there. Let's get it going. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about 2022. The messed up part is we got to watch football for three or four weeks without the Seahawks in it. But it's going to be a wild offseason. Can't wait to get back at it, man. It was a, a fun Roller coaster type year. Yeah, not where the Seahawks wanted to be, not where we wanted to be. We would love to be talking about our Seahawks opposed to everyone else playing still, but it is what it is. Um, moving forward, kind of an offseason plan, but we'll be with you guys periodically throughout this offseason. I'm sure there's going to be lots of news over the next coming weeks, so we'll link up, kind of keep you going on Seahawks news throughout the offseason before we get into combine and mini camps and draft and all that. So appreciate all you guys listening to the show each and every week. We do our best. It's fun. Love chopping up with you, Bump. So stay tuned for more Hawk Talk podcast in the future. All right, you heard it. You'll hear from us from us soon. Thanks for tuning in, hanging out with us. That has been Hawk Talk. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals grand finale for the regular season, 38 to 30. We will holler at you guys soon.